thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. We invite you, expect to receive something for God. Yes. We, be, we believe with you for answers for your life. Yes. We've been ministering along the lines of what to do at a time of opposition, what to do during a time of testing. Right. You know, um, we have a covenant and that covenant holds every single help that we'll ever need, but it doesn't dismiss us from being tested. It's still, tests are still going to come. Opposition is still going to come, but it means we have an answer for everything that shows up. Amen. We need to release our faith in the power of God, in the word of God that is our help. Amen. We've been looking at several scriptures. Um, I want us to look again at Psalm chapter 107, verse two. Listen, we invite you go back, watch previous episodes because we've said so much that we don't want you to miss. But Psalm chapter 107, verse two says this, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Notice this, that our redemption works for us when we say so. We're the ones who activate our redemption with our words. So we could say this, it's a voice activated redemption. If we don't say it, it's not going to be activated. Amen. Amen. We're instructed since we're redeemed, we have to say so. Then we also have to say, what are we redeemed from? Look at this. He has delivered us from the hand of the enemy. So when symptoms come, say, I'm redeemed from that. I'm redeemed from that. And I'm redeemed into health. Say what you're redeemed from. Say what you're redeemed into. Amen. It's a voice activated redemption. And uh, when you're faced with a need, you have to tell your need what God says. That's what Psalm 107 verse 2 is telling us. You have to say something. So no matter what the need is that shows up, answer it. Tell it what God said to you. How did God speak to you? Through his word and by his spirit. He'll speak to you. What has God said to you about that situation? Tell it to that need. That need needs to hear what God says. Amen. When we worry though, we keep God's power hindered from flowing into our need. Uh, faith is the open door. It opens the door for the power of God to work. But worry is one way we close the door to the power of God that keeps God's power from reaching our need. So it's up to us to make sure we're not worrying. It, we, we have to make sure we're saying the right thing. You know, uh, when somebody when somebody says, I have a need, I guess maybe the first thing we ask them, what are you saying about that? What are you saying to that? What have you been talking about? Uh Amen. 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 Notice this, the devil cannot do anything he wants anytime he wants. But can I tell you this, neither can God. 
He waits for the invitation of our, I'm talking about in our lives, in our lives. He has to have an invitation. Faith is his royal invitation. Come on in. It's the open door to come in and do what he wants to do for our lives. Amen. So it's our words that open the door to God, the power of God, but it's also worry that can close the door to the power of God. Worry is a sin. It's not just an option. It's a sin. Why? Because the word says, don't do it. I want us to look at Philippians chapter four, verse six. The Amplified Classic translation says this. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Now look at that. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. If a parent was to tell a child, do not touch that, and they walk over and touch it, what did they do? They disobeyed. And disobedience buys you something. It buys you a penalty. (laughs) When you're a child, you'll buy you a spanking. It'll buy you a a timeout. It'll buy you something you didn't want. Well, if we disobey when it says, do not fret or have any anxiety, because God knows if we fret, if we have anxiety, we buy something we don't want. The devil will use that to try to to trouble our life, Mm -hmm. to try to hinder and block the power of God. from flowing into our needs. So do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Since God says not to do it, it's a sin to do it. Many people just treat worry like an option, but it's not an option. It's a sin. It's wrong to do. We have to become skillful with the word to run worry out of our life. Amen. Amen. So if we're not going to worry, what are we going to do? Well, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 tells us what we're going to do. In the face of difficulty, it says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns. That means he gets it all, you get none of it. I don't know about you. That's good news. Don't try to keep some some of it tucked back into a pocket for when uh, you're laying in bed at night, you can pull it out and touch into it a little bit. No, we gave it all to him. But we still release our faith in that he's working on it. I so love this phrase in verse 7, 1 Peter 5, verse 7, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him, for he he cares, for he cares. What's that mean? He's working on it. What you put in his hands is what he's working on. If it's in your hands, he can't work on it. How do you know if it's in your hands if you're worrying about it? Every time you worry about it, you're taking it back out of his hand into your own. So we're to cast it. Look at it says that uh, we're to cast it on him once and for all. Once and for all, that means give it to him. Then don't take it back. Because if you take it back, he's done working on it. Not because he doesn't want to, but because you took it away from him. Amen. Um, You can't fix it. That's why you handed it to him the first time. (laughs) So don't take it back. Amen. Amen. Every day we're to release our faith. How do we release our faith? We say, thank you that you're working on it. You're working on that need. The temptation to think about, no, you're working on that need. I'm not going to touch that in my thought life. That's not my thought because it's in his hands. He's working on it. You have to tell your need what God says. You have to tell the threats and suggestions of the enemy what God says. You have to say, God's working on that. I'm not going to touch that. If, uh, If at dinner time your spouse starts talking about 
about the problem again. Say, honey, we're not talking about that. You want to know why? God's got that. He's working on it right now. He's working on it. So our job is to give him permission to keep working on it with our faith. When we say, thank you that you're working on it, that's our faith, giving him permission to work. Amen. Amen. So keep giving him permission by keep thanking him that he's working on it. Every day, thank him that he's working on it. You don't have to put it into his hands every day. You should have put it there and left it there. But many times people will do this. They put it there and then they turn around to walk off and reach up and grab it real quick and and take off. No, give it to him. Leave it there. Let him finish it. Amen. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 says this, "Thou Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Look at this. God will keep us in perfect peace. That's That's his part, to keep us in perfect peace. That's his job. Uh, What's perfect peace? It's uninterrupted peace. That means not peaceful for a day, but harassed in our minds for three weeks. Peaceful for a week, but then troubled in the middle of the night. No, no. Uninterrupted peace, perfect peace, 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 uninterrupted peace. God will keep him in perfect peace. That's God's part. Now here's our part. Who trusts, whose mind is stayed on him because we trust in him. Now look at that. God can only keep us in perfect peace as we keep our mind on him. Well, how do we keep our mind on him? Him and his word are one. So when we fill our thoughts with his words, when we fill our mouth with his words, that's how we're keeping our minds stayed on him. And that shows trust. And it's our trust or our faith that opens the door so that he can keep us in perfect peace. Amen. 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 Uh, To worry is to take ourselves out of peace. Amen. 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 Now, go with me, if you would, to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. This is absolutely one of my favorite passages because it was, it was one of the things that God taught me at a time of great difficulty. Mm-hmm. And um, it was this verse that I got light on and became more skillful with mm-hmm. and exited that time of testing. So, you know, when a certain verse, when it works something special in your life and works a deliverance for your brother, you love it. Yes. So this, yes. is, this is one of my favorite verses. Um, Paul had been sent offerings uh, by a congregation and he's writing them and he's thanking them for this. And so he says in verse 11, not that I am implying that I was in any personal want, Now look at this, for I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. That's a mouthful. Notice where he is when he's writing this. He's sitting in a prison, one of the darkest, most hopeless places someone can find themselves in, and he's there wrongfully. Right. He's been thrown in prison for preaching the gospel. And he says, he's letting us know what he's doing while he's in that prison, that dark place. And he says, I've learned. Mm -hmm. Where did he learn it? Right there in that dark place. I've learned how to be content. 
not content with being here, but content while I'm here. Right. Now there's the difference. It's, we shouldn't be content to be in the wrong setting, the wrong right. place, right. Uh, wrong, wrong circumstances surrounding us, mm-hmm. but we can be content while we're there. Yes. So he says, I have learned how to be content. This wonderful apostle who God used to write about half the New Testament said he had learned something. Mm-hmm. We have to learn it. What's this mean? We have to develop skill at this. That's right. If you're going to learn something, you're going to become more and more skillful in something. So he says, I have learned, Paul, what have you learned? How to be content. And I love how the Amplified defines what content means. Satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed and I'm not disquieted in whatever state I am. Meaning this, I don't wait for the conditions around me to be pleasing before I'm pleased. I don't wait for the conditions around me to be peaceful before I'm peaceful. I don't wait for the conditions around me to be joyful before I'm joyful. Why? These things flow from God through me into my life. They don't come from these circumstances. Our peace, our joy, Our contentedness does not come from circumstances. It comes from the greater one on the inside of us. Amen. He says, I've learned how to be content. What what is he doing? He's drawing on what's in him instead of drawing on what's around him. That's That's huge. That's key. You learn how to draw. When you are faced with difficulties, tests, temptations, you draw on the word. You draw on the power of God in you, the life of God in you, all the nine fruits of the spirit that are in you, love, joy, peace, long suffering, all these wonderful forces of faith. Uh, Because the nine fruits of the spirit are not just feelings, they're forces. Uh, May the force be with you, brother. It's with you. And it's in you, <laughs> but it's a divine force. It's not some, some Hollywood force. It is a divine force. Amen. And Paul says, I've learned how to be content. How did you do it, Paul? He learned how to draw out of him what was in him so that he's not disturbed. He's not disquieted. He's not disturbed in a disturbing place. He's not disquieted in a disquieting place. That's victory. That's what faith does for us. Amen. Amen. It's not about waiting for everything around you to be as it ought Mm -hmm. before you are living as you ought. Um, Many times people are waiting for the devil to leave them alone. What Paul is saying right in the middle of what the devil's doing, he says, I'm untroubled. Yes. Not troubled. Mm-hmm. It's not about getting the devil to leave you alone. It's about quit noticing. Yeah. Quit noticing what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Why? Because what God's done in you and is doing in you mm-hmm. is far greater than what has come against you. Yeah. Amen. Faith focuses on the right thing and speaks about the right thing. Yeah. Talk about the problems and the problems get bigger. Talk about the lack of money and it keeps money from coming in. Right. Talk about how you're hurting and pain will increase. Yes, I'm right. not belittling and diminishing what you're facing. I'm saying you can't deal with it by dealing with it naturally. You deal with it Godlike. Yes. Talk about what God's done. Yes. Talk about what Jesus has already made yours and provided for you. Right. Amen. Amen. Go with me, if you would, to Psalm chapter 23. Psalm chapter 23, verses 4 and 5. 
David is writing this psalm. And he says, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What's the valley of the shadow of death? It's not the point when someone is dying, leaving the earth and going to heaven. It's while you're on this earth. That's right. Amen. Uh, how many of you know uh, the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death is this earth. Right. Why? Because uh, there's, there's the flow, there's the flow of the enemy all around you. But it's not your flow. That's right. Yeah. We have a different. We have a different flow. We're drawing out of and drinking out of. Yeah. Jesus said, "Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water," and said, "Also, there's a fountain springing up on the inside of you to everlasting life." Yeah. Amen. There's a different flow for us to drink out yeah. of. So yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why is that? because you're with me. And as I said, in the new covenant, we have to run every Old Testament scripture through the New Testament. Right. Now remember that. Every Old Testament scripture has to be run through the New Testament yes. because we're under a better covenant. Right. So he says, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Yes, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, but also thou art in me because I'm New Testament. Yes. Yes. He's in us. That's right. So even though we're walking through this earth that is the valley, the shadow of death, we fear no evil for the, the greater one is with us and in us. That's right. Right. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Look at verse five. Thou preparest a table before me right in the presence of mine enemies. Yes. Notice, notice this. He's letting us know the enemy is present. You know what? So what? So what? <laughs> He's not impressive. He is not impressive. He's a failure. He failed God. He failed heaven. He has failed humanity. He has, he has done nothing but fail everywhere he's gone. Um, so, so what that he's present? So what that he's present? Quit being impressed. How do you quit being troubled by what's present? Quit giving it your attention. Paul said in that prison, I have learned how to be content. I'm satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. What's that mean? I don't let my attention go to what's against me. I let my attention be held on what's in me and for me. Amen. Where your attention goes is what's going to be drawn up into your life. Everything that your attention is on is what's going to gain movement in your life. Notice this, verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me right in the presence of my enemies. Mm -hmm. Meaning this, even though the enemy's present, God supplied something for us yeah. to be occupied with. It's yes. called his table of the word, yes. his right. table of redemption, his yes. table of, of all the blessings of God. Our inheritance spread out on that table. Just yes. start eating up all, you yes. ha all that's available yes. to you. Yes. And let me just tell you this, the table never runs low. Uh -huh. <laughs> The table never runs out of provision. You just sit there and eat. Even though the devil's present, quit noticing, quit talking about. Don't give him your time, your attention, your words, your notice. Give him nothing. Amen. Uh, why? Because what God's provided for us is so much greater than what's against us. Amen. So notice this, uh, even though he's present, the devil's not going to leave. He's not going to leave, leave things alone. And he's always going to try to push and try to work things and devices and strategies against you. So what? 
Just answer him with the word and keep going. That's right. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God prepares a table before us. Satan's not at the table. He's not at the table. You know, as I sit in this studio, there's lights, there's cabling, there's all kinds of things here. But you know what I'm not doing? Noticing it. Right. <laughs> I'm talking to you. I'm talking yeah. about the word. All these things have been in the room all along, but everything in the room, nothing has gotten my notice because my attention is on something else. Yeah. Right. You can live your life that way. Yeah. You're, you decide what your attention goes to. Right. Yeah. And faith, strong faith has a disciplined attention. That's part of the faith life is disciplining your attention. Amen. Now, since the devil's present and he's going to be observing you, give him something to watch. Let him watch you eat your provision of God off that table that is prepared before you. How do you eat it? You eat those scriptures that say, his word is my life. His word is my health. Jesus took my infirmities. He bare my sicknesses. That's how you eat it. You eat orally. Don't you eat of natural food through your mouth. That's how you eat of the provision of God's table, through your mouth. You say something. You have to say something. Faith is about learning to ignore what ought to be ignored. Ignore the enemy, but keep your focus on what God has said. Remember what I said, that in a time of testing, in a time of opposition, tell your need what God said. That's That's part of the skill of faith. Amen. Don't wait for the devil to leave you alone. Be completely untroubled right in the midst of anything he's doing. One of my favorite, and I've told this often, but one of my favorite stories is concerning Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, English preacher that his ministry was on the forefront in the first half of the of the 1900s, and he was asleep one night and he sensed an evil presence in the room that woke him up. And as soon as he woke up, he recognized that evil presence in the room and he rolled over in his bed, and Satan was sitting in manifested form on his bed. And when Smith Wigglesworth saw him, he goes, "Oh, it's just you." And he rolled back over and went to sleep. Didn't stay up half the night fighting, (laughs) binding, resisting. He did bind and resist by his response. Oh, it's just you. Uh Skill. Skill. He's practiced at something. Amen. To walk free from anything, let go of it out of your thought life. That's good. Amen. To not be un- to be untroubled by any condition that's facing you, quit thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Talk to it. Right. Talk to it, and then don't touch it in your thought life. That's right. Amen. Amen. What you put your attention on is what's going to get movement in your life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's right. Uh, go with me to Proverbs chapter four and verse twenty. God has already told us what to do with our attention. Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty. My son, attend. Couldn't we say it this way? Put your attention on. Yes. My son, attend to my words. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, you're going to hear words mm-hmm. all around. You're going to hear the words of your body. Your body will talk to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, your feelings will talk to you. Yeah. Circumstances That's right. will talk to uh-huh. you. Yeah. Thing, conditions that may be around your life will talk to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
He says, attend to my words. Yes. In other words, we can't attend to his words if we're attending to the wrong words. Yep. Right. This is the discipline of faith, the skill of faith. Yes. Recognize any words that are against his words yes. and take your attention off of them. Yes. He said, my son, attend or put your attention on my words. And then he tells us how to do that. Number one, incline your ear into what I say. Mm-hmm. Turn your ear, listen. You're going to hear the thoughts, the suggestions, the threats of the enemy. Know this, every thought that comes to you did not come from you. The enemy will suggest thoughts to you. This is the skill of faith is recognizing a wrong thought. Turn your ear away from it. Well, how are you going to turn your ear away from it? Turn and listen to what God has to say. Amen. Speak what God has to say. So it says, this is how we attend to his words. Number one, we incline or turn our ear unto his sayings. Verse 21, let them not depart from thine eyes. What are you going to focus on? Faith calls for a disciplined focus. We focus on what his word says. Look at this. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Don't let the wrong thing in. Keep the wrong thing out of your heart. For his words are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Right Right now, as you're watching me, I want you to know words that you've heard today are health to all your flesh. I don't care how your flesh, what part of your flesh has been maybe struggling, having pain, symptoms, disease in it. The word is health to all your flesh. None of your flesh is outside the reach of the word. Amen. 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 So right where we're at, right where you're at today, we want to extend our faith and we want to pray with you. So you release your faith Release, turn, just reach out your hand in our direction yeah. and we release our faith with you and we say, Satan, you take your hand off God's yes. property in Jesus' name. I speak for the healing power of God yes. to flow from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, driving out pain, symptoms, sickness, and disease. And we call you healed and whole. We say that you are redeemed from sickness and disease. You're redeemed from pain. You are free in Jesus' name. And now you declare, thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. When God increases you, every arena of your life will increase. In this book, I Have a Supply by Nancy Dufresne, you will learn how rich and unending your supply is from God and how to make it a reality in your everyday life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting your miracle. Jesus gave us the key to his success. He stayed with the plan God gave him to fulfill. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, God, the Revealer of Secrets, You will learn how to know God's perfect will for your life and how to accomplish that divine plan. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
If you have received a healing or have any other testimony to share with us as a result of this broadcast, we would love to hear about it. Please call us, write us, or contact us through our website. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.